once again, it's a joy to be together in God's house. It's a joy to sing God's praises together. It's a, it's a joy to, to praise God. And, and really, that's what we're going to do now in this time as we uh, look at God's word here at the end of 2022, by God's grace, going into 2023. Um, but before we do that, we let's pray. Let's pray. Uh, we need the help of the Holy Spirit. We need God's power. Um, I should say, actually, before we do that, there is, we don't have a man crush today, but if anyone wants to, if you have young kids and you want to go to the back, uh, the stream is showing. Uh, you'll need to stay with your kids if you want to do that, but that option is available if you would like. But yeah, let's come to God in prayer. Um, let's come to God in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Uh, we thank you. We cannot say thank you enough for bringing us to the end of one year. And Lord, in this time that we are going to look at your word, Lord, I pray that you would pour out your spirit on us. Uh, so mightily, Lord, I pray you would pour out your spirit. You would be pleased to give your spirit to us. Lord, that we would hear from you uh, clearly, uh, that you would speak to our hearts. Um, Lord, in all the ways, all the things that would prevent us from hearing from you, Lord, I pray in your sovereign, powerful grace, Lord, you would move those things aside uh, so that we hear from you. Yeah, Lord, fill our hearts with your spirit, fill our hearts with your joy. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Um, uh, as we come to the, the end of a year uh, like this, um, going into another year, naturally there's lots of questions we have in our mind. And one of the things we, we tend to think about is what we want for the next year, what we would like to see for the next year. What would we like to change, maybe, for the next year? What would we like to do in the next year? And that's, that's true of everyone. Everyone does that. But if you are Christians, right, if we're headed and we're Christians, one of the things we think about, right, naturally as Christians, we don't just think about what I would like to do next year. One of the things we, we think about is, what would God want me to do this next year? What would God want me to change this next year? What is God's will for me in 2023? And for some of us, again, um, there's particular life decisions that we want to know God's will about, right? Does, does God want me to leave my job? Or how does God want me to handle this friendship or relationship? Or does God want me to move from where I am? There's, there's lots of specific kinds of things that we are looking to know God's will for in 2023. And we can trust that God gives wisdom for those things as we ask. But it's a difficult thing, right, when you're trying to find out what God's will is on the particular question that we have. Well, today, I'm, I'm, we're not, in our time today, the short time we have today, we're not going to be looking at God's will for some particular thing, maybe particular life decision that you have. I, I don't have anything to tell you on that. I don't have anything to give you on that. But what I can say confidently what I can say we have the privilege of is understanding something that is certain about what God's will is for us in 2023. Something that we can know for sure God would have us do in 2023. So if you have your Bible, be up on the screen. Turn with me to 1 Thessalonians 5. I'm going to read 16 through 18. It reads, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. 
So if you're thinking about what, what's the will of God for you in 2023, there are three things here that are God's will for your 2023. In fact, they're God's will for your every year, not just 2023. But let's think about 2023. Three things that we live lives that are full of rejoicing, full of prayer, and full of thanksgiving. So we're going to take each one of those in turn. As we look to this new year, we're going to take each one of these in turn and understand what it is that God would have us do in this coming year. So the first one, and we're going to spend more time on this one, God's will for you, God's will for us in this upcoming year, in 2023, is that we would rejoice. God's word commands us here. Paul says, rejoice always. Right? It is striking how important this command is. You know it's important because it comes up again and again in the Bible. The Bible tells us to rejoice. It's not a suggestion. It's not a, a kind of thought you might think about. It's a command. Rejoice. And we see it again and again in the Bible. And here in First Thessalonians, Paul has written this book to this early church. And he's coming right towards the end of this book. And before he closes, he gives this command, rejoice. And it's quite striking, actually, that Paul does this quite a few times. You see it in Second Corinthians. You see it in the book of Philippians. Paul writes a letter to a church. He says all these things, and he's about to kind of sign out and, and, and you know, just put his signature at the end of the letter. But he says, before he closes, he says, but remember to rejoice. Paul does that a number of times. In, in Philippians, he says, rejoice. Again, I tell you, rejoice. Because there is something so fundamental about this command, this call to rejoice, that's fundamental to the Christian life. And as I was looking at this, I, I, I was challenged that actually, I'm not sure I see this command as fundamental as the Bible sees it. Right? That God wants us to rejoice. God commands us to rejoice. What is God's will for us in 2023? That we might rejoice. And Paul tells us when we are to rejoice. He says, rejoice always. Rejoice always. God's will for you in 2023 is that 24-7, your life will be full of rejoicing. And it's that part, that always part, that makes this so difficult. Right? Everyone rejoices at some point. Everyone rejoices when life is good. Everything rejoices when our plans work out. We rejoice when we see those friends, family that we love spending time with. We rejoice. When we're watching that TV show or, or film that's amazing, we rejoice. That moment, the, the pounded yams just finished, just been made. The spinach, everything is set. We rejoice. When life is good, we rejoice. That's normal. We are glad. It's natural to rejoice when things are going well. There's nothing distinctively Christian about rejoicing when things are going well. In fact, if what Paul was saying here was rejoice when things are going well, it wouldn't need to be a command. You would just do that. We all just do that. We all rejoice when things go well. Again, we do that naturally. But God's will for us in 2023 is more than what we can do naturally. It actually requires supernatural help because God's command is to rejoice always. And if you've lived life at all, you know how impossible this command is because life is not always good. Life is not always kind. Sometimes life is cruel and wicked and unjust. Right? 
And look, no doubt there are times coming up in this upcoming year that will be that way for us. And I want us to hear what God is saying. Rejoice always. Rejoice always. Look, when you hear that kind of thing, it's easy to maybe dismiss it as some kind of command by someone that doesn't really understand life. But God gives us this command through Paul. And Paul was a man that understood the brutality of life far more than most of us. Paul, when he says rejoice always, this isn't a man who's just gone through life skating through. This is a man who had been beaten within inches of his life several times. This is a man who had been shipwrecked. This is a man who had been slandered. This is a man whose life was constantly in the balance. This is a man who knows suffering. And yet God calls us through him to rejoice always. That's God's will. How do we do that? How can you rejoice always in 2023? That's one of the weird things about the Bible. The Bible actually commands you to feel things. Be joyful. How do you do that? How do I make myself joyful? How do I do that when everything seems to be going terribly? How do I do that when your boss calls you into your office and says, you no longer have a job? How do you rejoice when children you've labored over are getting into trouble with the police? How do you do that? Your, your marriage is collapsing. How do you do that when your dreams are, are being dashed? How do you rejoice at those times, in those moments? Well, I think the answer is found in the last sentence of our reading. Paul says, this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus. Earlier this year, we had a series on the fruit of the Spirit, and Nate taught on joy, and he told us that joy is satisfaction and delight that is dependent on who Jesus is rather than on who we are and what is happening around us. How is it that we can rejoice always in Jesus Christ? The only way you will rejoice always is by calling to mind who God is for you in Jesus Christ. By remembering that actually who God is in Jesus Christ is an always thing. It's not the kind of thing that moves up and down. It doesn't go up and down with the times. No, if you're trusting in Jesus Christ, you can call to mind at every point this year that you have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in him. And so when every physical blessing seems to be stripped away, you can know that in Christ you have every spiritual blessing in him. You can rejoice always, we can rejoice always, even at the moments in this upcoming year when our future looks so bleak, only by calling to mind that Jesus Christ is our keeper and he has promised that he will keep us to the end and he's promised that where he is, we will be also. And because of that, Even when our hope looks bleak, we have a certain and fixed hope in Jesus Christ. We can rejoice always, even when things are pitch black and darkness has crept in and has overshadowed everything because we remember that Jesus is our good shepherd. And even in the valley of the shadow of death, there he is with us. And because of that, in the midst of that, we rejoice. We can rejoice always in Christ Jesus. And so this is not a command for us to just put a happy face on things. This is not a command for pretense. This is not a command to just say, oh yeah, fantastic. Meanwhile, our world is collapsing. This does not mean that we will not lament in 2023. 
This does not mean we will not cry out against the evil and injustice of this world. This does not mean we do not hurt, we do not mourn. And yet, here is God's will for you in 2023. Yet, while sorrowful, yet always rejoicing. While sorrowful, yet always rejoicing. Because of who God is for us in Christ Jesus. Because when we have Jesus, we have everything. God's will for us, 2023, the first part of it is that we would rejoice. And it leads naturally to the second command here, that we would pray without ceasing. God wants this year to be a year of ceaseless prayer. Prayer is simply speaking to God, right? Prayer is us talking to God. And God wants us to be constantly speaking to him, to be constantly talking to him. You know, as I came to this text, I, I thought back, Ah, yeah, at, at Stockholm Baptist Church. And I thought, look, if God has been teaching us anything this year, more than anything else, it's been prayer, right? Uh, this is the year we, we went through Matthew 7 and saw what it is that God says we should ask and we will receive, right? Uh, we did a series on spiritual warfare. And the, at the end of that series, the command was that we would be praying constantly in the spirit. We did a whole series on the Lord's Prayer as Jesus taught us what it looks like to pray. Well, God's will for us in 2023 is that we would pray, but not just pray, that we would pray without ceasing. Life is full of difficulties and challenges. And God's will for us is that we are constantly going to him, that we are constantly depending on him. God's will for us is that as we leave our house to go somewhere, we are asking God that God would keep us on our journey. God's will for us is that as we go to have that conversation with that colleague or family member, we are asking him to give us wisdom to know what we are to do. God's will for us is that as we're seeking opportunities, we're asking that God would give us favor. God's will for us is as we face the day, we are asking for grace to keep us from temptation. God's will is that as we open the Bible, we are praying, asking that he would open our eyes to see wondrous things in his word. God's will for us is that as we see our lost friends and family, we are asking him to save them. God's will is that we would be praying for the good of our church, that we'd be praying for the good of our country, that we'd be praying for our brothers and sisters who are struggling, that we would be praying for the Lord's return, that we would be praying that God would give us zeal for him, that we would be praying that God would provide for us. I hope you get the point. When you think about all the things that God would have us pray about, it's obvious that God's call is that we would be praying without ceasing. God's will for you in 2023 is to be so dependent upon God that you are constantly praying. That you are constantly seeking God's help, right? And again, it relates to that first command. I think one of the reasons why we struggle to rejoice always is because we do not pray as we ought to. One of the great things that keeps us from joy is we have these burdens that we're lugging around with us that we've not rolled onto Jesus, that we've not just cast onto Jesus. We, we've not known what it is to, to see that we can pass those things. We, th- there's needless pain, needless burdens that we carry that keep us from joy, that we don't roll onto Jesus in prayer. God's will for us is that we would rejoice always and that we would be constant in prayer. And again, how is it that we will be constant in prayer in Christ Jesus? In Christ Jesus. The way we pray constantly is by remembering that we are praying in Christ Jesus. Or maybe let's put it a different way. The reason why we fail to pray is because we don't recognize 
What a beautiful thing it is to pray in Jesus. What a friend we have in Jesus. We don't recognize that because Jesus is our high priest, we have a strong and a perfect plea. We don't recognize that because Jesus is our high priest, we can go before the living God and we know that he hears us. We don't recognize that because Jesus has united himself to us, that when we go to God, we go to God as father who delights to give good gifts to his children. When we recognize that we have this relationship with God in Christ Jesus, naturally we will be praying ceaselessly. God's will for us is that we would pray without ceasing. Finally then, as Paul wraps up this trio, he says, rejoice always, pray without ceasing. And then he says, give thanks in all circumstances. This is quite similar to the first command. It's a call for us to show appreciation to God, to thank God. This is one of those natural things, right? When you're a child, it's one of the first things your, your parents would have taught you to say thank you. The two magic words, right? Sorry and thank you, right? To say thank you. When someone does something nice for you, you, you say thank you. All right? It's rude when we don't say thank you. And yet it's normal for us to say thank you when we think things are going well and we think someone is doing something nice for us. But again, what's striking here, what's distinctive here is that the Bible calls us to give thanks in all circumstances. Here is God's will. Here is God's will. In 2023, when things are going great, that you would be giving God thanks. And in 2023, when things are going terribly, that you would be giving God thanks. In the land that's plentiful, you would be giving God thanks. And when you're found in the desert place, you would be giving God thanks. In every circumstance, you would be giving God thanks. Again, no surprise what the answer to this question is. How is it that we give God thanks in all circumstances? In Christ Jesus. We thank people when they're good to us. And it's in Christ Jesus that we remember that God is good to us. The reason why circumstances are so difficult, the reason why it's hard for us to thank God when suffering comes is that suffering causes us to doubt whether God is good to us. We doubt whether God is being kind to us. We doubt whether God is being mindful of us. Sometimes we suffer and it feels like we're just collateral damage in God's great grand plan. We begin to think maybe God isn't so good or maybe God is good to others but he's not been good to me. And the only solution to that is to remember Jesus Christ because Jesus reminds us, what Jesus tells us is that if God gave his son for us, he is working all things together for our good. If God gave his son for us, he is mindful of us. If God gave his son for us, he's been good to us. If God gave his most precious thing in all universes, in, in many universes, the most precious thing, if God gave him up for us, our suffering is not in vain. And it's not because God does not care. No, God is working our good. That's how we give thanks in all circumstances. And look, Paul doesn't just command this. Paul lives this. The book of Acts were told there's a time where he and Silas, they're arrested. And the Bible tells us that they are not just arrested, they are beaten severely with rods. Picture Paul and Silas, probably a, a couple bones broken, beaten, bruised, disfigured, thrown into a cell. What do you expect? You expect moaning and complaining. You expect, why me? You expect those kinds of things. 
But right around this time, all those years ago, right around midnight, the Bible says Paul and Silas are praying and singing hymns to the Lord. At that moment, in their beaten, bruised bodies, at that moment, they're giving thanks to God, they're praising God, because Paul and Silas knew that because of Jesus Christ, God is good all the time, and all the time God is good. And that means we give thanks to God in all circumstances. Uh, I've spoken about this before. Three years ago, roughly around three years ago, I lost my dad. It was sudden, out of the blue, just from, from nowhere. Uh, I remember the day very well, as you would, um, going down to, to, to my parents' house. And my mum was there. My mum had been married well over 30 years. And, you know, her pastor was there and friends were there. And she had, again, just without warning, she had just lost her husband for over 30 years. And I remember being in the living room and I remember as they gathered and I remember that they sang. And I remember they sang a song, um, in all things we give you thanks, we give you praise and thanksgiving. At all times, in everything, we give you thanks, we give you thanks. And I remember that because she had just lost her husband and yet she knew that in every circumstances we are to give God thanks and I learned that. And it's not that she did not cry, she did cry, she wept, but she thanked God as well. Because even as she lost her husband, she reminded herself that because of Jesus Christ, God was her husband. And that Jesus was never going to leave her or forsake her. And that even through this difficulty, God was working all things together for her good. And so look, church, I am not here to tell you what your circumstance will be this 2023. You may need to go somewhere else for that, I, I can't tell you. I don't, I don't know what's happening in 2023. I don't know what your 2023 is going to be like. Um, chances are some of you, 2023 will be your best year in recent memory. Like you won't remember a year like 2023. It will be more amazing than you could have expected. Uh, chances are for some of us, 2023 will be the worst year of recent memory. Um, 2023 for some of us may be more difficult than we could have ever imagined. I cannot tell you what the circumstances are. I can tell you what God's will is for you in those circumstances. To rejoice always, to pray without ceasing, and to give thanks to God. That's God's will for us. And it may seem cruel, but what God is doing, God is inviting us to see his goodness in every circumstance. And so make 2023 your year of rejoicing. Make it your year of praying without ceasing. Make it your year of thanksgiving. Someone asked me, we're just about to start, what's 2023 the year of? It's the year of rejoicing. It's the year of prayer. It's the year of giving thanks to God in all circumstances. Because that's God's will for you. That's God's will for you this year. Look, you might not be sure about what God's will is in so many different areas, but I can tell you with the authority of God, this is God's will for you. Don't look for God's will about all these various different things and ignore what God is telling you here. God's will for you, God's will for you is that you would be rejoicing through this year. You would be praying through this year and you would be giving God thanks. And you know what, church, if we do that, as we do that, God will use us as such a powerful witness in this world. Book of Philippians says, this world is dark and the church is to shine as light. And you know how that happens? He says, do everything without grumbling and complaining. 
Church, if we live a life of rejoicing and giving God thanks and a life of prayer, we will shine as lights in this dark world. If as this cost of living, maybe this cost of living crisis, it grows worse. Maybe things go terribly. Maybe the government makes even more of a hash of things. Maybe the harshness of life comes. Maybe unexpected things come. If through all those things we live lives of joy and thanksgiving to God, we will shine as lights. We will shine as lights in this dark world. And we will please our Father because our Father's will is that in Christ Jesus we would rejoice and that we would be praying, and that we would be giving God thanks. And look, if you're here this evening, and you are not following Jesus Christ, you're not trusting in Jesus Christ, you're here maybe because someone told you to be here, you're here because you're interested. Let me say, this is also God's will for you, right? God's will is for you to be rejoicing, always. God's will is for you to be praying without season. God's will is for you to give thanks in all circumstances. But let me tell you, all these things, the Bible says, this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So what God wants you to do first is to put your faith in Jesus Christ. What God would have you to do is to put your faith in Jesus Christ. Because it's only in him that you can rejoice. It's only in him that we pray. It's only in him that we give God thanks. Put your faith in Jesus Christ. There is enough time between now and 2023 for you to go into the new year with a new life. Not a new life that you work up through your resolutions. A new life that is the gift of God himself. And we have that through trusting in Jesus Christ. Look and turn to Jesus Christ with faith. So church, this is, this is a recap. Let's see if you're listening. What's God's will for us this year? Firstly is to rejoice. rejoice. When, when do we rejoice? Always. Rejoice always. Secondly, God's will is that we would pray, pray without season. And thirdly, God's will is that we would when in all circumstances that's God's will for us that's God's will for us let's pray that by God's help and through the power of the Holy Spirit that God would give us the grace to do that